from a nightmare Signs of the time are on cardboard on corners in town Like a cancer that's silently spreading There's an unspoken fear We're on our way down We must take America back That's right. That's what we're doing. We're taking America back. Broadcasting from my home studio in downtown Belmont, Pennsylvania. Live as National Intel Report on Republic Broadcasting Network. Liberty Lighthouse on Mojo 50 Radio. Patriot Nation Radio Network. And anywhere else you hear or see the show, I'm Peter Seraphine, your host for this two hours of common sense and constitutional discussion. Tonight, I've got two guests that are going to join us at the bottom of this first hour. So roughly 6.30, we got Scott Thompson at 6.30 Eastern Time, if you're watching live on Thursday night or listening live on Thursday night. Scott Thompson from Right to Bear Insurance is going to join us. And uh, I've been looking into less lethal firearms or less lethal self-defense type weapons and uh, have a talk with him about some of those. There's some pretty neat options out there now. And then... At the top of the second hour, so 7 p.m. Eastern Time this year, Thursday, Paul Engel from Constitution Study, and he wants to talk about the, uh, well, how to say this politely, the, the challenges of electing a new Speaker of the House. So I'm actually looking forward to that conversation, too. This is a live call-in show, so please, if you have something that you would like to discuss Call in at 512-248-8252. And if you've got something that you want to say, but you don't actually want to be on air, you can text me at 64MyRights. That's 646-974-4487. So, looks to be, should be a good show. I like that. I want to say, those of you that have listened for any length of time know that my regular full-time day job is that I'm a mailman. And I've noticed something. In the last week-ish, roughly the last week, I've seen an awful lot of COVID-19 test kits being delivered through the mail. And I don't understand why. I thought COVID was over. Like, why are we still doing test kits? And why now, all of a sudden? I hadn't delivered one in months. But all of a sudden now, I'm getting a bunch of them again. Why? I don't know why. Maybe you know why. That's what the call-in line's for. 512-248-8252. Also, don't forget, I'm still giving away copies of my latest book, a more tyrannical king. How the federal government became more oppressive than King George. Giving away copies of it, I'll give them away in the in the uh, third segment of the show. So between 7 and 7.30, we'll draw names from a hat. And how do you get your name in that hat? Is you go to liberty-lighthouse.com and kick the, click the big blue win a book button right at the top of the homepage there. liberty dash lighthouse.com win a book got about an hour before we start drawing again 
given away like, I don't know, 25 copies or something like that over the last month. Pretty excited. Never done that before. Here's your chance. Get a free book. Free is always good, right? One thing that I really don't want to talk about, if you all call in, and that's the Israeli thing, the, the war between Hamas and Israel. I don't want to talk about that. I don't want to talk about Ukraine. Maybe I've just become a piece of crap who doesn't care about human beings or maybe I'm getting cynical in my older age. I don't know why. But I really don't care about wars going on in other countries. I mean, obviously, I care about the loss of human life. That's terrible. Blah. That's not my point. I don't care about the political side of the wars that are going on elsewhere. I don't care about it because we've got enough problems here in our country and I and, and we're funding all of these wars anyway. How about stop funding the wars? Stop funding countries that are going to fight over each other. Stop getting involved in everybody else's politics overseas. That's where I am. Yeah, it's terrible when anybody kills anybody. But I'm, I'm over it. Yeah, I'm, I'm 50 years old, and I can't remember a time when we weren't at war with somebody or financing a war with somebody. I'm tired of it. I'm tired of our country being involved in it everywhere. Our country has a terrible track record when we get involved in other nations' civil wars. Civil wars. A terrible track record. We we take what we think is the lesser of two evils and we prop them up and make them a dictator, and then we're we act surprised when they behave like dictators. And then a few years goes by and all of a sudden we're at war again and we've got to go in and remove dictators that we propped up. That's that's the American foreign policy of the modern age. And I don't like it. So, maybe that does make me a terrible human being that I, I don't want to talk about Hamas or Hezbollah or Israel or Iran or Ukraine and Russia or China probably going to move over and try to take over Taiwan now. <laughs> I don't want to talk about any of them. I just want us out of all of them. One other thing that I saw or heard on, on news lately was Mr. Joe Biden, you know, continuing his push for relieving student loans. Relieving student loans. Doesn't that sound nice? Oh, we're just going to wipe away the student loan. Now, why do I have to pay for that? Why does the U.S. taxpayer have to foot the bill for everybody's college debt? 
nobody can ever give me a good reason for that. And I, I was talking with somebody just, just last night who seemed to think that it was a good idea. And I said, why should I have to pay for your student loans? And rather than coming up with an answer, any answer, they that person changed the subject. They're like, well, do you believe, do you agree with everything that our government does? No. In fact, I agree with maybe 10% of what our government does. Very little. And it all goes back to a James Madison quote. It's a lengthy quote, but it's one that we should all be familiar with. If Congress can apply money indefinitely to the general welfare and are the sole and supreme judges of the general welfare, well, they may take care of religion into their own hands. They may establish teachers in every state, county, and parish and pay them out of the public treasury. They may take into their own hands the education of children, establishing in like manner schools throughout the union. They may assume the provisions for the poor. They may undertake the regulation of all roads other than post roads. In short, everything from the highest object of state legislation down to the most minute object of police would be thrown under the power of Congress for every object I have mentioned would admit the application of money and might be called if Congress so pleased provisions of the general welfare. If you go reading any of the bills that have been passed in the last couple of years. They all start with why they say it's constitutional. And they all claim general welfare. Well, Madison's argument in that speech was that the general welfare is regarding the 17 powers listed in Article 1, Section 8. And that's it. Congress can't be the ones who decide what is or isn't general welfare. Because if Congress is the ones who decide what is or isn't general welfare, they'll do whatever the frick they want to do. And that's exactly what we have in our world today. That's exactly how we got here. The general welfare clause. So student loans... Well, that falls under the general welfare clause. Foreign aid. Well, they probably call that general welfare, too. Because there's another Madison quote, and I didn't think I had looked this one up, but there's another one. When there were some refugees from the island of Hispaniola, somebody was trying to get Congress to pass a bill for some aid to these refugees. The dollar amount of that aid in today's money would have been like 30 grand. And Madison stood up and said, I can't find the article in the Constitution. I can't 
put my finger on the article of the Constitution that allows us to spend public money on benevolence. Madison said it is not the federal government's job to fund charity. Look how much money we fund, we send out in the form of charity. All the foreign aid that goes out of our country, all of the domestic aid that we give to the poor. It is not the job of the federal government. We all know the federal government is a ginormous, wasteful bureaucracy that costs more than it's worth. Who do you think would be better at feeding the poor people, the homeless people, the starving people in your town? Your local town council or your local churches, your local charity? Or the federal government? I don't think anybody can argue that the federal government does it better. They certainly do it. They do whatever they want because they've expanded the general welfare clause to mean whatever they want it to mean. We've got to take that back. We've got to bring back the original intent, the original meaning of the Constitution back into our politicians. I was working on an article earlier today. It probably won't be done and posted for a couple of weeks, but I was just working on an article about Grover Cleveland. And I personally think Grover Cleveland may have been the last constitutional originalist to have a, to hold the office of president, to have a seat in the White House. I think he was the last originalist, the last one who really believed in a limited government. Not just a small government, a limited government. And there's a difference there. And, and most people don't understand the difference because they probably never think about it. You can have a small government that's all-powerful does whatever it wants. We need a limited government. A government limited by the Constitution. A government who does not exercise powers that we, the people, never granted to it. And where's the list of powers that we, the people, granted to our government? The U.S. Constitution. Most of them in Article 1, Section 8. We need to bring that back. Well, you know what else we need? We need carry insurance. If you have a firearm, you need carry insurance. If you have to use your firearm, you are going to be sued and or arrested and or charged with crimes. We've seen the news. Good people standing up, defending their stores, defending their families, defending their lives. And they're charged with crimes. 
And it can happen to you, and it can ruin you financially. You need carry insurance. We all need carry insurance. Now, I use right-to-bear carry insurance. It's the most affordable carry insurance on the market. Plans start at $11 a month. And that's the plan that I have is the $11 a month plan. With code LIGHTHOUSE at protectwithbear.com, you can save 10% off. So that $11 a month becomes $9.90 or something like that. That's protectwithbear.com. Use code LIGHTHOUSE. And it's not just me that says it's the most affordable carry insurance on the market. That's, That's a study from Pew Pew Tactical that said that. And I was actually a member and carrying my own right to bear insurance before I brought them on as an affiliate sponsor of the show. I do believe in their product. I'm not just trying to make a buck. Look into them. Promise you it's worth it. Protectwithbear.com. Use code Lighthouse when you check out. All right, so how do we get this back? How do we get the Constitution back? How do we get our government shoved back down into the confines, the four walls of the Constitution? I don't know the answer to that. But I'm, I'm interested to talk to Paul here in 45 minutes or so, Paul Engel from the Constitution Study, because he wants to talk about this the speaker race. Speaker of the House challenges that are going on right now. And I think that might be part of it. The Freedom Caucus. They've, they've never had this much power before. And this goes to show you that a couple of votes can make a difference. It took one member of Congress to stand up and vote out Speaker McCarthy, or to ask to vacate the chair. And it doesn't take a whole lot of people to elect one member of Congress. Now, I don't really, never didn't really like Speaker McCarthy. I thought Speaker McCarthy, well, he's been there too long and he's turned into a swamp critter. He had humble roots. Didn't grow up with a whole lot. Always wanted to be a politician. But he's been there too long. He gets on TV and he says all the right things. And then he goes back, behind closed doors and negotiates and comes out with a bill that doesn't match what he said. He did that enough. And I didn't like him and I didn't trust him. I didn't want him to be elected speaker the first time around. I was hoping for somebody else. Honestly, I, I'd like to see like a freshman. One of the a first year, first term member of the House become speaker. Because they don't have that corruption yet. They haven't been paid off by lobby groups yet. They haven't learned how to do all the backroom deals yet. The longer they're there, they grow up into these leadership positions, the less I like them, the less I trust them. So, anyway, 
Thanks to Sarah Nichols for sharing out the show on all the social media sites. And uh, you can do the same. That's one way that you can help the show that doesn't cost you anything. And Sarah also says that I'm not a terrible person for not wanting to talk about all the wars. <laughs> and I don't want to talk about them. But I don't know. I don't know how to get the country back. I'm getting tired. I'm doing as much as I can do. I'm doing so much. I'm tired. I'm writing books. I'm writing articles. I'm doing interviews. I'm doing this show. All while I'm working full time and trying to keep my wife happy. Something's going to have to give. I can't do it all myself. Neither can you. None, no one of us can. The John Q. Public needs to understand the original intent of the Constitution and the original intent of the government created by our Constitution. It's the only way we can possibly save this republic. Nobody reads it anymore. They don't teach it in school anymore. Millions of people every year raise a hand and swear an oath to it. Every federal employee Every state and local executive branch employee, every elected official in this country, literally millions of people every year, swear an oath to a constitution most of them haven't even read. And then Harvard Law School doesn't even teach it anymore. We're putting out lawyers that don't learn the Constitution anymore. They learn case law about the Constitution. They learn what some other judge said about what some other judge said about the Constitution. That's not how the Constitution was written. It was written for we the people. It is written in plain language so that we the people can use it to hold our government accountable when they step outside the bounds. But we haven't done that in decades. We need to do it again. And personally, I think we should bring back tarring and feathering. Every time a politician does something stupid, drag him into the street and tar and feather him. Don't hurt him, just embarrass him. Every time they do something stupid, we'd have to invest in a lot more tar and a lot more feathers. All right, we're coming up to a break. Um, I want to remind you, I'm giving away another book tonight. So if you missed it at the beginning of the show, go to liberty-lighthouse.com. Click the big blue win a book link. Big big blue button right at the top of the page says win a book at liberty-lighthouse.com. In, uh, in half, about a half an hour or so, we will draw a number and a name on air, live on air, and announce who the winner will be. You can get your copy of A More Tyrannical King, How the Federal Government Became More Oppressive Than King George. By yours truly, book number three. Book number four is coming along quite well, too, I must say going to be bigger than any of my other ones, and it's taking a lot more research than I 
anticipating or hoping for. But hopefully it's going to be good. I like it. Trust Shattered. Basically a big documented list of reasons to not trust government. <laughs> Got to put some limits around that. Otherwise it would be an endless book. It was on forever and ever and ever. All right. Big blue win a book button right at the top of the homepage. Click it. Maybe you'll win a book. Be back in three minutes with Scott Thompson on the other side of the break. Peace. Attention, freedom-loving patriots. Are you ready to dive deep into the principles that founded our great nation? Join me, Peter Seraphine, and the Institute on the Constitution as we light the way to a brighter future with the Liberty Lighthouse Classroom. At liberty-lighthouse.com slash classroom, you'll find a treasure trove of online courses on the U.S. Constitution, carefully crafted to empower you with knowledge to defend your rights and liberty, whether you're a student, a history enthusiast, or just a concerned citizen. These courses are for you. Gain a comprehensive understanding of our Constitution's principles, the wisdom of our Founding Fathers, and how to apply them in today's world. As a special offer to our freedom-loving listeners of Republic Broadcasting Network, use coupon code RBN at checkout and get 20% discount on any course. Join the Liberty Lighthouse Classroom and be a part of the movement to uphold the values that have made our nation exceptional. Unleash the power of knowledge and protect what truly matters, our Constitution. Visit liberty-lighthouse.com classroom today. Don't miss this incredible opportunity. Use code RBN for 20% off. Together, we'll be the beacon of freedom our founding generation envisioned. Liberty Lighthouse Classroom. Illuminating minds, empowering patriots. A little Peter Gabriel for you. Hey, welcome back. I'm Peter Savering. Please remember to share out the show on your social media. Send it to your friends, your family, any you know liberal nut job out there that needs to learn a little bit about common sense. Send it to everybody. We don't get help from these uh, giant company algorithms or anything like that. We rely on you, the listeners and viewers, to help us spread the word. And use the the promo codes and buy the merchandise. Do whatever you can to support these free speech networks. Republic Broadcasting Network, Mojo Five O Radio, Patriot Nation Radio Network, none. They all need your help all the time. This is not a cheap thing. There's like lots of equipment, lots of fees, website fees and broadcast fees and licensing fees and all kinds of stuff. So help them out. Buy their merchandise, use their promo codes, and share their content. Greatly, greatly appreciated. Uh, joining me now, as promised, Mr. Scott Thompson from Right to Bear Insurance, and uh, my oh, my soundboard went sleep. I I don't have your intro. Oh, that's all right. That's all right. I can still hear it in my head. Okay. My I, I use a what do you call this? A, a tablet, a, 
an electronic tablet over here as my soundboard, and I, I didn't touch it enough. It went to sleep. And now, welcome to the studio, FFL holder, firearms instructor, and representative for Right to Bear Arms Insurance and all-around badass, Scott Thompson. He just like it when he calls you a badass. I, I can't say I don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so I've been looking into uh, less lethal devices. So, you know, I'm, I'm constable here in Pennsylvania, Election day is coming up pretty soon. And I have to spend election day at the polling stations in uniform. And I carry my 9mm Beretta or my 45. Depends on what kind of mood I am in that morning when I wake up. But usually my Beretta. And I and I always, you know, I've got a baton. And I've got pepper spray. But I'm thinking a baton and pepper spray are both, they're they're both pretty up close and personal devices. Yes. So I was looking for something in the interim where I, I don't necessarily have to kill the guy, but I can still get him while he's far enough away that he can't hurt me. Right. So the first thing that came to mind was a taser. And, well, the good ones are really expensive. Yes. Yes, they're not cheap. And the cheap ones are cheap. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and, and and I can tell you this: they're, they're, the the taser is not foolproof, right? Um, it, because it's shooting two different prongs, um, and they both have to connect to complete the circuit for the electricity to happen. It's not foolproof, especially with you living in the Northeast. Um, we're starting to get into the colder weather. People are wearing thicker jackets, mm-hmm. things like that will will affect uh, or can affect the the usefulness of the taser um, if it doesn't complete the circuit. And uh, Curtis over in the YouTube chat room says Taco Bell will work. Yeah. <laughs> just get some of their packets and just put a little puncture and squeeze them real, real tight. <laughs> I'm thinking if he eats it. Uh, <laughs> Here, have a burrito. <laughs> uh, that might clear people away. Um, but, but, but I can tell you this from experience, tasers are effective. I have been shot with one. Um, I'll share the video with you sometime. Um, I decided when I was in law enforcement to, to say, Hey, when are you guys going to shoot me with a taser? And they said, right now, uh, we're doing a training, so we'll film it. Um, and they did and it hurt. Um, I couldn't do anything. There, there was no movement I could do. Right. They are effective when they work. Um, but the downside, so in in the civilian stance, the, the taser cartridge is a 30-second ride um, because what they expect you to do in, in the civilian stance or the civilian view is shoot, run. And then they do have – so at least I know Axon, which is the old taser, is now Axon Industries. They offer a um, – if you file a police report, they'll they'll give you a free replacement. So okay. you don't have to worry because you said, I mean, there's 700 bucks, some of them. Yeah. Um, and that you don't, you don't want to have to worry about that. They'll, they'll send you a free replacement, but if they don't work and you're only carrying one cartridge, then you, you're kind of in an uh Oh factor. Um, well, I'm, I'm looking at, at whatever I get as just to be a, here, I'm going to try this first. And if that doesn't work, I'm going to shoot you. There you go. Yep. 
and, and the taser could be effective for that. I will say you talked to, about um, previously. We were talking about the pepper ba- uh, pepper spray balls. Yeah. Um, one thing I, I like too is so Saber has a pepper spray gun mm-hmm. that it's not the balls; it's a stream, but it goes out just as it goes out about eighteen feet. Um, so you do have a, a better control of the function. Um, and the distance, but, but what's great about it too, is if you're already, you know, obviously you're already a gun person. So using it is going to come second nature. I mean, it's point, pull the trigger and you can just move around the pepper balls. The downside of that is there have been times that I've, I've witnessed in, in some applications where the, the ball bounces and doesn't open up and a bounced pepper ball does nothing. Right. Uh, you know, if it doesn't open up, so so the, the you know if if you're looking at the gun, I like the stream one. Um, like I said, I, I I'm an instructor for Saber Saber Red. Um, they so I'm a little bit biased, but but theirs work really well, and it gives instead of a instead of like a cone, it gives more of a direct right. um, spray, and it, it'll last. It, it'll last as long as you need it to. Um, and then if that doesn't work, because I've seen people go right through that, yeah, then you go to your gun and and. You can say, but I tried. Yeah, that's that's what I'm getting at. Is the yep. is the I tried. So, you know, to be honest, as a as a constable guarding a polling station, the the most likely thing I might have to deal with is two people just start fighting. Right. Yep. Um, and I thought the pepper ball gun would be good for that because the the pepper balls, when they work, put out a cloud of of, of spray, roughly six foot diameter. Yep. So I shoot once and I get both of them. Yep. I don't have to aim at faces or anything like that. It just whole generalized area. Yep. Um, but yeah, they, you know, if they bounce, that's not good. No. Um, one good thing is now maybe they're rolling around on the ground um, with the chamber. Sure. If you just shoot at them, the mess of cords will come out over them. And as they're wrapping up each other with it, they'll just keep getting that ride both together. Um, so if they're already fighting and they're rolling around, the taser could be, could be good. Um, so do you know where taser comes from, by the way, the word taser? No, it was named out. It's the Thomas a swift electric rifle, uh, from books that were written, you know, turn of the century. Um, but that's where the acronym taser, uh, came from. So it's pointless knowledge. That's not pointless. It's fun. Uh, <clears throat> Curtis says to make sure to never cross your streams. That's right. Until, <laughs> until the second movie, and then you have to cross the stream. <laughs> so I guess there are times. <laughs> so did you... Okay, so you, you just said... Um, I forgot what company already. Saber. Uh, Saber. So so you're a Saber instructor. Did you look into the, the ball guns to, to figure out which ones are better than others because there's a huge huge price gap in them they go from like 75 or 80 bucks a piece up to you know 500 yeah and there is a big the the one that i keep seeing a lot of good things about um was let me look at my a grimberg um i don't even think i saw that one and that one I, i i've seen good Things about um, certain models of it will will have a flashlight with it. Now you're at the poles. Flashlight's probably not too important. No. Um, 
but if this is something that that maybe you'd carry on other occasions well um, that's that's also a possibility my my beautiful wife has she has her carry um her carry license but she does not carry yeah very and this might be something that that gets her into the carrying um and not lethal but get her used to or at least making room because she's probably going to keep it in a purse uh, <laughs> so concealed carry purse. Oh, those are great. I highly recommend those to anyone that's going to conceal carry. Um, she just never walks upstairs and opens up the gun safe and gets it out and puts it in. Yep. Yep. That happens a lot. And, but, and this might be that, this might be something that helps solve that because sometimes, you know, people feel like if I have it, I'm going to use it all. Like I'm going to need it. Maybe she gets into that habit of carrying uh, one of the pepper ball guns and she realizes, hey, you know what? I don't need it. But if I did, it would be nice to have. Um, mm-hmm. So I kind of ease her into um, carrying something. Well, I, I was thinking about it because like tonight, you know, she's she's at a meeting while I do this show. She'll be coming home in her meetings over in 20 minutes. So she'll be coming home in you know, 30, 40 minutes. And I'm looking outside and sun's going down. It's getting dark already. Yep. Yep. It'd be nice to have. And like I said, the one, the, the Grimberg with them having the, uh, the light on it is nice. Not even just for identifying who you're shooting at, because I mean, if someone's attacking you and you know, they're attacking you, you might not care so much for the light at that moment, but running away, if you're in a dark area, you don't want to trip over a log or something or a, you know, a ditch and end up now they're coming after you still. So having that light, can be very helpful. Well, you know, and so we um, we got a dog like four months ago, and we're constantly walking him. And I'm the kind the guy who thinks that the one time I leave the house without the handgun is when I'm going to need the handgun. Yep. And much the same, handgun is upstairs in the handgun safe. And sometimes we're sitting on the couch, and she just says, "Hey, let's go do X," and we just jump up and go. And I don't take the time to walk upstairs and, and get it. Yeah. Something like that, whether it's a taser or a pepper ball gun or pepper spray gun, any of them. Yep. I, I leave that in the little side table by the front door. Of course. I, I, yeah. I, I, don't, I wouldn't feel like I needed to have that locked up all the time. Yep. Yep. You could cool. grab it as you're walking out and, and you're good to go. I've also thought about getting it. A second quick quick access safe and putting one of those by the door. I was just going to say this seems like a really good reason to get another quick access safe and another gun. Maybe, maybe you need another one to put by the door. Christmas is around the corner. Oh, I, I don't need. Let me let me say this carefully. I would not. It would not be necessary for me to get another gun in order to have one by the door and one by the bed. We'll just put it that way. Right, but. But it could be a good reason to <laughs> need another gun, but it could be a good reason to have, gun, you know? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sometimes yeah. men are always looking for reasons to get right. another one. Right. So, What's the proper number of guns to have? Uh, as many as you need plus one. Yeah, it's, it's whatever you have now plus one is how I always yeah. looked at it. <laughs> yeah, yeah uh, very good. I, I was just talking about this with a friend. I have... I have a rifle, a beautiful, like, like 19th century Winchester lever action. It's, it's beautiful. 
can't find ammo for it anywhere. Yep. What caliber is it? Thirty-two forty. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. And there, and that's the thing. Some, some of the, and we've learned this through COVID. Um, yeah. Well, that's when, like, COVID hit, and boom, you couldn't find it at all. Yep. And now, and now there's a couple of, like little weird companies making it for you know five dollars a round or something. Right. Price. Yeah. 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 The, and that's that's the thing. We're learning that uh, they're they're seeing what rounds are going to sell the most. And they're focusing on those. I mean, because still there, I still find it hard sometimes to get 410. Um, there are some rounds that are just harder to get. When you start getting into rounds like that, that's low on the totem pole for for mass production because there's not going to be a lot of buyers. Um, yeah. So, or, uh, the the beautiful wife's 32 ACP was one that was was uh, slow to come around and find, but yep. it, it is back. So I have my fingers crossed, hoping that the thirty-two forty will come back because that—that's just such a nice rifle, and I haven't really been able to play with it. Yep. Because when I got it, I only got a handful of rounds, and I don't. And want you to probably win. thought I'll just pick up more when I need them. Right. And then, and God forbid, I run out. Yep. So, so whenever I want to feel like you know an old cowboy, I I get out the Henry and pretend that it's my Winchester. <laughs> <laughs> You know, it's funny uh, in dealing with with a lot of people at at some of the um, gun stores that I go to. How many people think that Henry is this ultra old company that's just always been here in America? And it's like it's not that old. Um, they're they're here in America. They're good guns, um, but they're not that old. <laughs> but some people just feel like I don't know why they feel like it's been around forever. What's the oldest? weapons manufacturer on the on the planet is it colt beretta beretta oh. beretta's been doing it since like the 14th century or something like Holy that. They, wow. they were like making spears <laughs> man. man that's a long time <laughs> i do I, I might be exaggerating a little but they've been around for a really really long time um yeah yeah do you know what glock's first weapon of war uh, a weapon that was purchased by a government for war was no a knife. <laughs> they were doing knives, and that's you know, and that's why they still have knives and shovels. Um, but yeah, they their first contract was for knives. Curtis says you need a twenty-two, four ten over under as a squirrel rifle. Twenty-two four ten. I don't know. You know, two weeks in a row now, Sarah from Oregon has been the only person that's called into the show. And look, Sarah from Oregon is on line one. Welcome to the show, Sarah. Hi. Hi. We need to lift each other's content up in in the in the in the right wing sphere. We're not working against each other, we're working with each other. Just you say Bye. Bye. Well, Sarah was very proud of the fact that two weeks in a row went by, and uh, and she was the only person that called in. She like sent me a message on Facebook or Twitter or somewhere afterwards. It was like that's two weeks in a row. Well, let's hope by the next time I'm on, she's on six weeks in a row or seven, wherever wherever I fall. Look, you don't um, want anybody to call into my show except her. No, I don't want her to be the only one. No, I just want <laughs> I want her to be a caller. 
Oh no, she calls. She calls okay. almost every week, if not every week. Okay, so she, the last two weeks, she's, she's been the only, only person that's called. All right. Which makes next time I'm like on, I'll have my wife call. I was going to say, which is making me feel like I'm doing a terrible job as a host if I, you know, if I can't get people to call in. Anyway, yeah. um, so I, I mentioned Beretta being like the oldest weapons manufacturer around. I've got the uh, Beretta 92, and the wife has a Beretta Tomcat, the little uh, 32 ACP with the pop-up barrel so you don't ever have to rack it, Yep, which is a really, really cute gun. I like it. I, I, I think it's great for people who have a hard time racking the slide. I I I, I like it. So that that's her her concealed gun that she doesn't conceal anymore. Like that's what she <laughs> bought for that purpose. And then my uh my throat in my pocket, every, you know, just because sometimes you don't want a big thing on your waist, so you you have a little pocket pistol. Yep. My little pocket pistol is in uh. An AMT backup. Have you ever seen those? I don't think I have. I'm going to pull that up now. Yeah, the AMT backup. It's an all stainless steel. It was. It's probably the first micro 380, and it was specifically designed to be a police officer's backup weapon. It has no safety. It is. It is. There's. I don't know. It's a 380. Yeah. Semi-auto. Completely basic, no safety, and good hard trigger pull. No sights. There's just a groove down the top of the slide. Wow, that's yeah. I'm looking at one now. That's that's interesting. Of course, on here it's called an AMT throwdown. Oh, I'm sorry, no, it is a back. <laughs> <laughs> but that I I am having the hardest time because it's such a hard trigger pull because there's no safety. Yep, it's such a hard trigger pull, and because there's like no sights, it's just that groove down down the top of the. On slide. November second, nineteen seventeen, having a really hard time getting any accuracy out of it. So one thing I've learned with that, since you don't have sights, it's not important. It's going to be kind of kind of counterintuitive. It's not important to center it on your body, right? Like you would. So what you what you kind of want to do is get it just a straight arm out with your your strong arm. Get your strong arm straight out. Bring the other hand up for support if you need it, and kind of almost as you're as you're. I'm trying to get my finger here right. As you're blading your finger along the side, you're kind of pointing to where it's going to go, and then pull into the trigger and pull back. You almost have to just straight arm, not worry about getting in the center, um, and, and kind of turn your body a little. Um, that's what I've done with some guns that that. I don't have much accuracy with straight for reasons um, is a little bit more of a turned shot and keep the arm straight and it'll, you'll get accuracy that way. Uh, Curtis uh, says, look up the Ithaca mag 10. Ithaca mag mag 10. It's a gas operated shotgun. And while you do that, Thomas in New Mexico, line one. Welcome to the show. Yeah, it may be a little off topic. I just want to share, and people may may disagree, but I'm gonna. I want to share what I believe. What's going on? Israel, the Zionists, they're a terrorist nation, and the United States is supporting, backing up Israel. 
I'll tell right. you. Well, I said at the beginning of the show, I don't want to talk about it. I, I guess I'm not, I'm not interested in talking about anybody's foreign wars in any country. It's not just Israel or, or Ukraine. I don't care. Well, it was a false flag attack, and they're doing that to kill innocent Palestine children and families. Genocide is taking place in Gaza. Okay. Don't want to talk about it. it well, you may want to care because our own government is going to do that to our own people here in the United States. Our own government has financed every war. Our government has financed pretty much every war on this planet for the last 70 years, which is why I don't want to talk about it. Because it's just a waste of money and it doesn't do anything but pisses anybody off. Our constitution was written by Freemasons. I don't care. I don't care if it was written by a one-armed black man with, with three testicles. It's a good document. No, our Constitution hey, takes away our freedom. Listen to Michael Gaddy on RBS. I've listened to Michael Gaddy. I don't agree with him. Read the Constitution well, you for yourself. Read it, for, the truth. read it for yourself. Don't listen to what I say about it. Don't listen to what Michael Gaddy says about it. Don't listen to what anybody says about it. A 10th grader can read it and understand it for himself. Go read it yourself and form your opinion. Takes away our freedoms. The Constitution was written by Satanic Freemasons. The family. Whatever, Thomas. I'm done with you. Thanks for calling. See you. Bye bye. Mike in line line three. Thanks. Oh, hey. Um, I wasn't expecting to get on this quick. I had a lawyer who was on the Maryland. Uh, disciplinary commission for the bar association. His, I think, ex-wife is the mother of his son, who was a Maryland State Police, and uh, he was in the homicide division. The mother was over the uh, state attorney's homicide division. And while we were talking to the guy, he pulls up this thing called, a, I think, the judge. There, there's two versions. Oh They're yeah. Basically, the four judge. They're four ten. Uh, six shooters, I think. I think they well, one of them may shoot five, and the other shoots six. I don't know. One one's made by Taurus, and the other one's made by Smith and Wesson. Yep. But they Taurus Judge and the Smith and Wesson um, Commander. No, that's not it. Well, I don't know. Yeah, I I want one. That's on my that's on my wish list. There's no ballistics. That's what spooked me about this. After we left his law this lawyer's office, we were trying to investigate what's going on where this uh, national uh, nursing home corporation out of north of Maryland, Baltimore, was dumping all these uh, nursing homes all across the country that were full of asbestos that were built before, like, 1971. And so the principal for one of the shell corporations, for this, this guy that bought one in Texas off of another charity that had taken a $495,000 tax-deductible contribution because it was donated and signed for it, and this guy bought it for like 70000 to pay off the back taxes and stuff, and the town was just like every roadblock they could put up, he was wanting to put like, he was trying to build a hostel, basically, and we, so we tr- we tracked, he tracked down the corporation and, and the shell corporation and the principal was shot in broad daylight in front of a barber shop, the uh, 
Baltimore Sun did a stand-up video there where they said it was a targeted killing, but they couldn't do any ballistics on that pistol. Yeah, it's a it's a uh, forty-five Colt or four ten shotgun shell, and you put a uh, you yeah. know, just like any shotgun, you, there's no ballistics on shotgun rounds, right? Yeah. So if you're looking for something like that, <laughs> I want one because I think I just I just like the idea of shooting shotgun shells from a pistol. Well, they make yeah, you, you want- can get them with you can get them. The rounds come with like three balls or a slug or just different grades of shot. I mean, it's just like a shotgun. So and you can reload it. Yeah. Hey, Mike, we're coming up to a break, and I want to give uh, our guests Thanks. some time to wrap it up. Thanks for your call. So did you look up the uh, the Ithaca Mag 10? I did. I did. And um, I, see, I see pictures. I don't understand what's so special about it. Well, I think it's semi-automatic. I think that's uh, the only thing there's. Um, and I had an opportunity. I don't know if it – I don't think it was the Ithaca, um, but I shot a semi-automatic um, shotgun 22 years ago when I was entering the police academy. Um, it was neat, but um, – I don't know. I, I still like the uh, the racking of a sl- of, of the slide to get things going. I think that that sends a message too. Um, oh, yeah. Another thing, and I'm not I'm not telling people to commit crimes. I want to preface this, but another thing for Mikey to think about is you also don't have to worry about picking up shell casings to make sure you don't leave evidence behind with the uh, judge. <laughs> Again, don't commit crimes two decades in law enforcement. But what I will tell people to do, what I will tell people to do is make sure they buy your book so they can be the smartest <laughs> listeners uh, out there and, and they know what's going on. And to use lighthouse as their code when they go to protectwithbear.com to sign up for right to bear uh, self-defense. Absolutely. And I, I said it at the beginning of the show in the first segment, um, protect with, bear.com code lighthouse right to bear insurance the most affordable carry insurance on the market and the carry insurance that i had even before i met mr scott thompson here and had him come on the show um yeah all right well let's see uh what do we got going on uh it's commercial break uh paul engel that's right paul engel will be joining us on the other side of this commercial break that's paul engel from the constitution study and we're going to talk about the speaker nonsense in the House of Representatives. Thanks, Roman Scott. Nobel Prize nominated for his COVID-19 treatment protocols, the late Dr. Zelenko created Z-Stack to help boost your immune system. And when you order Z-Stack, you're not only boosting your immune system, you're also supporting Freedom Fighters Foundation. So boost your immune system by going to ZStackLife.com and use the code LIGHTHOUSE. Be healthier. Support the Freedom Fighters Foundation. Use the code LIGHTHOUSE at ZStackLife.com. 
the American dream has become a nightmare. Signs of the time are on cardboard on corners in town. Like a cancer that's silently spreading, there's an unspoken fear. We're on our way down. We must eat America. Welcome back to the top of the second hour of National Intelligence Live on the Public Broadcasting Network. Liberty Lighthouse on Mojo Bible Radio, Patriot Nation Radio Network, and the Liberty Lighthouse Podcast. And, uh, you know, anywhere else you find the program. I promised you Paul Engel from ConstitutionStudy.com here in this segment of the show. He is not yet here. So you still have a little bit of time. Go to Liberty-Lighthouse.com and click that Win a Book button at the top of the homepage for a chance to win my latest book, A More Tyrannical King, How the Federal Government Became More Impressive Than King George. Liberty-Lighthouse.com. Click the widow book. And James, James in North Carolina, line one. Welcome to the hey, show. Hey, how you doing? And freaking um, tax. How are you? Uh, well, just got done mowing, and you've been talking about guns, and I know a little bit about guns. First of all, he wanted the uh, guy wanted you to look at the Mag-10, the Ithaca yeah. Mag-10, because it's a 10-gauge. Okay. It shoots like two-and-a-half-ounce load up to a three-ounce load of lead payload. It's a monster <laughs> gun. Okay, and then you was talking That's about the cannon. Well, it is, it, but it's a semi-automatic cannon. And <laughs> Remington makes a version of it called the SP-10. It's wow. a licensed copy of it. And the AMT backup that you have... Uh-huh. is a gut gun. Yeah. It's not meant to be aimed. It's meant to come out, and it's been meant to be shot within three feet because I've had right. three or four of them. Yeah. That's yeah, it's, all it's that is, is, just to get off my gun. It definitely does not have any accuracy to it, but uh, but it, it's what? small, small enough that I can drop it in my front pocket, and it doesn't look like I'm carrying a cannon with me. Yeah. But what I'm trying to tell you, though, it's it's not an aiming gun. It's what they call a gut a gut gun. It's you stick it in somebody's gut and you shoot. It's yeah, not meant one, for aiming or not. It's just to get off them again. Yeah. Go ahead. That, that, that was a spur, a spur of the moment purchase on my behalf. It was sitting in a, in a local gun store. Um, the 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 gun the handgun itself and two extra magazines and. I think it would, you know, yeah. all total, it was only like 150 bucks or something like that. And I'm like, oh, well, for that, I just have to buy it. Well, uh, the the company AMT, they make, uh, they're defunct now, but they used to make a lot of different uh, pistols. They used to make 22 Magnums back in the early 80s. Well, I mean, the late, uh, early 90s. They made a 30 caliber carbine. Uh, pistol. Uh, they've made forty fives. All of them stainless steel. They're good guns. They're quality guns. But guess what? They were cheaply made, and they're from yeah. California. Yeah, 
and I, I, I did a little research into it after I, after I bought it, and apparently the, the company was bought and sold repeatedly, owned by different groups. Um, and if you look at the, you know, even the AMT backup, um, if, you, yeah. if you do an internet search, you'll find many different versions of it where apparently mine is one of the older ones that it doesn't have any safeties on it or anything like that. But as you, as you move into the more modern ones, they did start to have safeties on them. And I, yeah, I did read that, but, a lot of people having tra- problems with them jamming, but I haven't had any problems with that. Well, um, and they also made a 45 version of it, too. I can't imagine uh, a 45. Trying to, I can't imagine trying to shoot a 45 that small. Yeah, but, uh, well, they, they were heavy, they were bricks, and they would go bang. And I've owned two or three of the... Uh, two or three of the uh, AMT backups, the 380s. And I've seen a couple of the 45s, but they're gut guns. They're not what 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 the old-timers used to call gut guns. They weren't meant for you to go out and target shoot. They were within three to three yards. You know what I'm saying? It's just a strictly get-off-me gun. Don't yeah. mess with me. You know anything Don't about the, the, the less lethal weapons? We, uh, we were talking. We were no, talking earlier about the, the pepper ball guns and tasers and all of that kind of stuff. Well, I mean, I've looked at the pepper ball stuff, but I'm I'm old fashioned. I just believe if I'm going to shoot you, I'm going to shoot you. I mean, I'm, I'm not going to I'm not going to play with you. I'm just going to shoot you. Yeah, I was looking at him for for my uh, my election day duties as constable, where I have to yeah. put on a uniform. And I just thought it'd be well, nice. I, I, you know, the most likely thing I'm going to have to deal with is is a fight. And it would be nice to be able to have something that, you know, doesn't kill them as, yeah. as a first choice. Well, I mean, I've listened. I've been listening to the whole show. I've been mowing. And I've been listening to you. And when he, that guy told you to call the MAG-10, I was like, you know, um, in the AT, uh, AMT. Um, I, like I said, I, I carry a gun all the time. And I just peaceably try and just back away from it. I'm not in a constibulary kind of form, so you know, but I would go with this to taser or pepper spray. I mean I have, uh, I have pepper spray and a baton. Um yeah. so I might just stay with those. But I was well, looking into well, them. Well I tell you right now, if they're fighting and you get them on the ground, the best thing to do is just tase one of them. A handheld taser, <laughs> you hit them in the leg, you'll get both of them. Right. So yeah, uh, I, but I, I figured I would third that. Go ahead. I was going to say I've got one of those little stun gun flashlights. I could, uh, I yeah, like you said, just get one of them in the leg. Yeah, um, but I mean, I, I was just wanting to clarify some things. The, uh, the mag, uh, the Ithaca Mag Ten is a ten gauge shotgun. It has a phenomenal uh, lead payload. So it, well, it, I mean, it's like you can you can load up to a three ounce lead payload. That would be like twenty four pellets of double alt buck, true thirty caliber. I mean, thirty three caliber buckshot. Wow. Yeah, yeah. I mean, put that in perspective. That's three twelve gauge shotguns, two and three quarter shotgun shells at one time. I, I I pulled up a picture of it, but you know I'm I'm here trying to do a show. I don't really have have the ability yeah. to read and talk at the same time. But I'm looking at the pictures and like it looks like a pretty nice gun. I, I didn't oh, it is. Under, 
I didn't realize that it was uh, the the shoulder cannon <laughs> that you've described. Well, that's that's what it is. It is a bad, bad weapon. I've I've got a Browning ten gauge, and it'll shoot the same stuff. So, yeah, it's nothing to play with. Not at well, all. Y'all have a good one. I'm I'm glad I could tell y'all that. And hey, I appreciate it. All right. Thank you very much, James. I appreciate the, the call. I appreciate uh, learning as, about cool guns. Um, like right. I said in the last in the last segment, talking with with Scott and uh, and and uh, Curtis over in the chat room, or maybe it was what caller I forget now. The, the Taurus Judge is uh, is one of the things on my wish list. Um, not that I have a need for it, but it's just. The idea of shooting shotgun shells out of a, a revolver just sounds awesome. Anyway, <clears throat> apparently we are not going to have Paul Engel with us this evening. I don't know if there's if he's having te- technical troubles, if he forgot. Um, checking my email now to see if maybe he replied and I didn't get it. But I don't see it. But we don't have Scott. So keep the calls coming, 512 248 Five two, and you can always text sixty four my right six four six nine seven four 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 eight seven. And I've got a, a few people that have gone to liberty lighthousecom and entered the drawing to win a book. I'm going to give you just a few more minutes, and I'm going to do that drawing, and we're going to give away some books tonight here on air. And in the interim, I'll tell you about Romika Designs. Uh, R-O-M-I-K-A designs.com Romika designs.com my friend Ron does some really awesome laser engraving and laser cutting of some pretty neat stuff he he did a uh, a Valentine's Day gift, gift for my beautiful wife it's one piece of wood that's been cut out with this very intricate like leafy pattern in the corners and then another piece of wood behind it that was like laminated and then engraved a poem onto it and put it all together and it's really nice stuff so custom great custom laser engraved products at romikadesigns.com r-o-m-i-k-a designs.com use code lighthouse when you're there save yourself a little bit of money i greatly appreciate that all right um and the great goose gun also two ounce slugs i can't i that that ithaca 10 mag like I can't imagine two or three ounces of lead all at once. That Wow, that would hurt. But what I wanted to talk with Paul Engel about was the the uh, the fight for the Speaker of the House right now. I'm really torn about whether that was a good idea by Matt Gates or not. I don't know if it's a sign that we're going the right way politically or not. But we'll continue that. Mike in Kentucky has one more thing about carrying. Mike in Kentucky, line one, welcome. Oh, a nonchalant self-defense thing you can carry around. Do you drink coffee, tea, hot water, cold water, anything like that? Yeah, I drink lots of coffee. Well, Stanley makes a really good thermos that'll keep your hot coffee, you know, hot for like six hours. 
and mm-hmm. it has a neat little indentation rib right where the logo is, and you can flip that thing in a in a in a second uh, through your hand and have it as a club. The dang thing probably weighs like three or four pounds. It's heavy steel, and you can pull a crocodile Dundee with it, and you can find some like canned goods that are almost the same weight to practice with. You know, where he threw the <laughs> can and down the street and hit somebody in a yeah. purse snatcher. Yeah. So I mean that's that's something to consider. You, I mean is uh, is is something like that. I mean it's so he- you kill somebody if you weren't careful with the thing. Well, yeah, and, anyway. and that's the thing with all all of these less lethal weapons. Like any one of them yeah. can kill somebody. I mean, depends on where taser, you hit them. Well, yeah, a taser yeah. will kill can kill somebody if they have a if heart they had a pacemaker for sure. But you swing you know, at somebody peppers. sideways and hit them in the ear or the jaw, you might not kill them. They, they're going to have a miserable day. Now, you can even hit them in the shoulder. Uh, but if you hit them on top of the head, they might be a walking dead man. If they if you don't knock them out, they have a subdural hematoma. Anyway, that's all I had. I forgot to mention that earlier. <laughs> that's all right. I appreciate you calling back. One thing about the less lethal weapon is I was I was considering something that I could use both when I'm uh, putting on the uniform as constable to be my less than lethal, you know, less than the, the pistol on my side and, and something that I can leave by the front door of the house so that whenever the wife or I, or both leave the house and we don't feel like going upstairs to the, to the handgun safe, there's something there. I don't know. I think the pepper ball guns look cool, but, but uh, Scott brought up the point. Like, what if they don't break? The pepper ball just bounces, and if it doesn't break open, it doesn't release the pepper. And then you just piss somebody off even more. Hey, I, I was going to ask Mike to uh, to pick a number, and I forgot. So the next person to call in the show is going to pick a number for the win a book contest. And even since the last time I said it, a couple more people entered the contest. So good luck to you all. Now back to the speaker thing. I'm not sure. I mean, it clearly looks like dysfunction. It looks like a a, a Republican Party that has no control over itself. I mean, let's face it. Nancy Pelosi has those Democrats doing a goose step. Like, they vote in a solid block all the time. And the Republicans can't even vote a speaker unanimously. So, in some respects, that kind of looks bad but in other respects it shows that the republicans aren't programmable robots theoretically and that you know so at least some of them think for themselves and have their own beliefs so that's good then you got matt gates who stands up one guy stands up and says i want to declare the speaker's chair vacant and they have the vote and he wins okay well, is that, a, is that a win for the Freedom Caucus? Is that a win for the freedom-loving minority of the Republican Party? Is that, does that show that the freedom-loving, liberty-loving Americans are starting to make an impact in our country and starting to get someplace? Or is that going to be the death nail of the Freedom Caucus? Don't get me wrong, I have no love loss for Speaker 
former Speaker McCarthy. Was not a big fan. Never was a fan. I, uh, I opened the show by saying that I think he was a, you know, a swamp-dwelling swamp monster. He's been there too long. He played the games too well. Not what I'm looking for anymore in my politicians. But this could be good or it could be bad. And I'm not, I'm not sure how it's going to turn. I guess we won't really know until we figure out, until we find out who gets to fill the speaker's chair and how they do over the next year. What do you think about the vacant speaker chair and the whole nonsense that goes around it? 512-248-8252 or text 64 my right. It's, that's 646-974-4487. Like many things in politics, it could be good. It could be bad. There's a lot of signs in the world that, you know, maybe, maybe the progressive movement is starting to die. Maybe the the conservative right end of the political spectrum is starting to rise up and make a comeback. Maybe. We see these little signs. The progressive made this cancel culture thing. And for a long time, it was only Republicans and people, well, and basically not progressives, that were getting canceled. But then the cancel culture monster that was created by the progressives, well, it's gotten out of control. And it's, now they're canceling their own. But on the other side, we've got the the Bud Light controversy where the conservative common sense people said, well, we'll try this cancel thing once. But did they really cancel? Like, was anybody really canceling Bud Light? Or did everybody just stop buying it? Because there's a difference. Last I heard, they're still their sales are still down like, 30% or something like that. You know, if you if you look throughout history and you look at when when there's going to be civil wars in countries and when there's real upheaval within a nation, it's usually almost always when somebody of political power, whether it's a person or a party, begins to lose that power. Is that what's happening now? Are the progressives here in the United States, are they starting to lose their grip? Look at the news, you read the signs, you see what's going on. There's a lot of signs that say that that might be happening. But then the nonsense keeps going. And the president still wants to forgive billions of dollars in student loans. You still have all of this going on. Simultaneously, I might add. So you've got the, the right sign rise up 
but the left side just keeps marching. They didn't even slow down. I don't know. Nobody has a crystal ball. We can't tell. We don't know. But something's going to happen. Something's got to happen. And the, the speakership, Donald Trump being elected the first time, that was a sign. Now, Speaker McCarthy being the first Speaker of the House ever removed from his office, that's a sign. Sign of change, for sure. We just have to wait and see good change or bad change. I don't know. Neither do you. But if you have an idea, if you have a thought, give me a call. 512-248-8252. Now, going back to... Eh, never mind. Uh, Tom from Utah. Something about non-lethals. What you got for me, Tom? Well, you can take a shotgun shell, empty out the shot, repack it with rock salt. Yeah. And at close range, it will pretty much disable anybody because they powder the dusting of salt with some of the crystals actually burying themselves into your skin. Yeah. Yeah, and it'll it'll really hurt. It will hurt. But I was looking for something, something that I can carry with me all the time. Well, if you have a judge, shotgun That's pistol, you can... Big... Re- <laughs> yeah, you could carry it. That's a pretty big pistol to be carrying around with you all the time. Anyway, that's just another technique. Yeah, oh yeah. Yeah, You're (laughs) carrying a cannon. (laughs) Which is why I want one, because it's a cannon. (laughs) It's a handheld cannon. But it is an extremely effective deterrent to anybody continuing their malfeasance. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We've had... uh... When I was growing up, there was an old, old farmer who was who was known to shoot rock salt at kids that would cut through his farm and trample his corn. That works. <laughs> yeah, it's it's that a scary. Way you don't thing. have to salt your corn when you eat it. <laughs> <clears throat> oh my goodness! Anyway. Anything else for me tonight, Tom? Well, of course, the other thing that I worry about is can you pass PT, physical training, right? Physical test. So you got to take care of your number one tool first. Then the other tools are serviceable. But if you, if you, if you, if you can't lift your weapon, you're not much good. That's true. If you, if you can't, you know, do the infiltration course, you're probably... Not in really good uh, condition to do battle with anybody. So you got to yeah, take would, care of the number one tool. I, I would agree with all of that. Anyway, that was it. Just wanted to add salt to your savor. <laughs> Thank you very much, Tom. The old rock salt in a shotgun shell. That will definitely hurt. Curtis over or in the YouTube chat room says, uh, what about beanbag rounds? Yeah. 
they they hurt, but are un, unlikely to kill you. Oh, dang it. I should have had Tom pick a number. Hey, Kurt, you're, you're sitting there. You're in the video chat room. Pick a number between 1 and 48. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It's almost break time. Hopefully, Curtis will hear that, and he will pick a number between 1 and 48. We will announce the winner of the book on the next segment right after this three-minute break. live stream i want you to check out restream restream is how this broadcast is being simultaneously sent to youtube facebook twitter twitch d live and rumble not only that but your guests can also pair their video platforms with your broadcast and have your broadcast on your platforms and their platforms all at the same time go to liberty-lighthouse.com slash restream and I'll save you $10 off for the premium service that I know you're going to want. That's liberty-lighthouse.com slash restream. Hey, welcome back. It's the final segment of tonight's show. I'm Peter Serafine, your host here. And uh, we had Kurt in the video chat room pick number seven on our list for the win a book book prize. And that is congratulations to Mr. Chris Dickey. Chris Dickey just won all three of my books. I've got them already in an envelope, already addressed. I will get them in the mail to you probably tomorrow, if not Saturday for sure. Chris, congratulations. Going back to the phone lines. Dave in Mayas, line one. Welcome to the show. Hey, how's it going? I had a quick response to uh, both of your questions. Uh, as far as the non-lethal, um, I would go with a good-sized monstrous flashlight that holds about five or six D-sized batteries. Um, put some Gorilla tape around the end so okay. it don't fall apart when you start swinging it. And uh, it doesn't look conspicuous. Put it in the hammer loop and looks like it belongs. Again, I, I, I have one of those. I have a, I think it's a six cell mag light um, that I bought when I, many, many years ago when I was a security guard. They wouldn't let me carry a weapon. So I bought a mag light. Yep, good. You are um, having one. I'm, I'm, I'm really looking for something. I'm, I'm looking for something that. Um, the wife could carry, I could carry, I could carry it in uniform, out of uniform, something more, I don't know, user-friendly, I guess. <laughs> yeah, well, I guess they covered the bases with the tasers and such. Uh, my second comment was regarding the speaker. Um, you know, I do think uh, it, not only is it the right time, it's overdue. Um, they've, they've never had to budge from their plan A. I come from uh, the Commonwealth of Massachusetts. In here, as soon as uh, the grassroots come alive and want to vote in a conservative, uh, the establishment comes out and says, oh, you can't do that. you got to support our guy. 
you know, you're, are you going to support the Democrats and you're going to be a spoiler? And people always cower and wind up voting for the establishment rhino. And, and they've trained us well. They never have to go from a plan A to a plan B because plan A always works. We've got to train them to not put forward substandard candidates. You know, he never should have been in there to begin with. So it wouldn't hurt my feelings if they didn't elect the speaker for another six months, to be honest with you. <laughs> well, you know, I, I personally think that the First Amendment should have stopped after Congress shall make no law, period. <laughs> um, but but I, so here's my feeling. What about Steve Steve Scalise? I mean, the whole idea is, you know, Steve Scalise is next. He's next in line. He's the next most senior or whatever nonsense that they use. I don't give a crap how senior somebody is. I want somebody who's there to protect my rights. Yeah, we need someone as close to a statesman as we can get. Um, you know, I'm very much not impressed with a lot of the window dressing that anyone from the two parties often flaunts out there. Um, I've never heard anyone as part of their campaign stumping uh, rush forward to actually, uh, you know, with a, a tangible plan to deconstruct, you know, to, to make, uh, like Ron Paul used to talk about with the Federal Reserve, at least make uh, uh, an alternative legal so that there's legal competition. Let's put forward something, uh, uh, you know, much different in small government. I'm tired of the campaign promises. Where are the statesmen? Yeah, I agree. And even when you have somebody who actually wants to do the right thing, like, like you know, using, let's look at Reagan as the example. You know, Reagan campaigned on the idea of shrinking government, and everybody was on board. The people voted him in, like, overwhelmingly voted him in. And then he gets gets in office, and everybody in Washington was like, oh, yeah, we're all on board. You know, you've got a clear mandate to do what you said you were going to do. But then yeah, one well, you by know, that's on us. That's our but, fault. You know, we, you know, you're right. They, they overwhelmingly elected Reagan in there, uh, but then they took their hands off the wheel and just cut them loose. You know, that's when the real attention should begin. That's what was meant by constant vigilance. They're, they're more dangerous as a, an elected official than they are as a candidate. So right. we should have been right on him to keep him right. Big government will do what big government will do, and that's, uh, to corrupt the fledglings as early as possible. So he should have had those supporters continuously around him uh, to keep him righteous. Yeah, yeah. Well, if you read the books, they say that, you know, like one by one, all of the the cabinet heads came to him and said, you know, we're, I'm all for your idea. And yeah, we, we definitely need to shrink. Well, but you can't shrink my department. You know, my department can't afford it. You really can't get anything out of my department. <laughs> yeah, none of them, uh, none of those department heads wants to cut their own department. <laughs> but, you know, we really got to take a look at what's causing a lot of the grief in this country right now. Um, evaluate those things that are extra constitutional or what I call the new Soviet. You know, the Department of Education is among those things that should be right on the Absolutely. chopping block in its entirety. Absolutely. Um. <laughs> I completely agree. You know, I, I believe like 90% of what our federal government does is unconstitutional or extra constitutional or communist or whatever. Um, it needs to be chopped. 
but but one person can't do that. You know, if a president, no. let's say tomorrow you elect me as president, and I have the iron will to resist all of the bribes and and all of the threats and all of the you know, whatever you know they. I, I have the iron will to re- resist all of the problems that come with the elected office. And I say, okay, Department of Education, you're all fired. Department of Transportation, you're all fired. Department of you know, EPA, you're all fired. You know the court's going to come back and say, well, you can't do that. Yeah, yeah I mean, has, it's uh, going back strong. to uh, Ron Paul again. I, I told a lot of the supporters at the time, you know, even if we were to get him elected, he is one man. He's an island out there. And what needs uh, to happen along with this is, you know, the entire mechanism uh, underneath. There. That's why he was pushing the precinct projects in development mm-hmm. at the local level, because you really do need those ground troops in the support all around him. You know, he would have had no support in Congress. Even Trump, uh, he suffered from a lack of congressional support, or he could have done a lot more. So the whole system is very ill and and whittling away. I don't know how many years or decades it's going to take to get us right again, uh, but there's no one man that's going to take the presidency and and fix this. No, and that's what we, 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 the people, and, and, we, the educated, those of us that pay attention to politics, we understand that the president can't fix everything. But I think there's a lot of people out there in, in John Q. public land that think that the president can do whatever they want and that the, you know, the one person can fix all of it. And that's the problem is the vigilance that you mentioned earlier. We've taken our eye off the ball. For a hundred years now, we haven't really been paying that close of attention to Congress. We haven't had a true constitutionalist president in a hundred years. I honestly think Grover Cleveland was the last constitutionalist president who actually worried about, is this constitutional or not? And I use his Texas Seed Act as an example Often, you know, Texas had years of drought and the Texas farmers were were broke. They're out of money because of years of drought and they need seeds in order to try to try to grow again. And Congress passed a bill to give them seeds, you know, give them money to buy seeds. And Grover Cleveland said, veto, this is not our job. The federal, this yeah. is not the federal government's job. But today, that yeah. would have been passed almost unanimously through the through Congress, and the president would sign it and have a big bloody press conference about what a beautiful and wonderful thing it is. Oh, yeah, they're trying to fund uh, preschool lunches and, I mean, all kinds of things that are just none of government's business. Excusing loans, that's not something the government should be in there doing. It's a horrible example to give to young people about the enter the working world. You can defunk on your your loans. Uh, they're constantly dabbling things that are just simply none of their business and have no real authority to do. Why do you think they do it? You personally, why do you think that they do all of this crap? 
Is it? I think all put it, together, it's part of the the pressures of social engineering is they massage us into place for what they view as an ideal citizen. You know, they're boiling the frog. Um, and I think that's kind of what it is. It's a collection of uh, social pressures. Because this, this rot exists really almost everywhere around us. Wouldn't you agree? Absolutely. I, but I, I wonder... You know, maybe I'm naive, and and I wonder if that the people that are doing it are doing it because they honestly believe, you know, this is the right thing to do in this one particular incident, and this is the right thing to do in this one particular incident, and and that like they're not a I don't know a coordinated effort to destroy the country. It just happens to be destroying the country. Yeah, I think people are passionate about, you know, like the environmental movement. I'm an environmentalist. Uh, I've had a deep appreciation for the environment since I was a very young child. Um, And I, you know, I do believe in being good stewards of the land, even when nobody's watching. And I know that that's a, a, you know, a hot passion with people across this political spectrum, including the Democrats, who have been basically taken over by progressives. So it's gone to an extreme environmentalism. It's not the environmentalism that, you know, uh, myself and a Democrat could team up on. This is stuff that's so polarized and extreme that it doesn't allow for the coming together of the people. Yeah, I mean, I think everybody wants clean air and clean water. But when when you have a, a group of scientists that have been wrong for 50 years, you know, every every couple of years they say, well, the earth is going to die. We're all going to die in 10 years if. And, and they've been doing that for 50, 60, 70 years, and it's never happened. They haven't ever been right. It's hard to believe them. And it's hard yeah. to take them seriously. But we all yeah, you know what, what really irks me is that in in the college life, you know, these political science majors get just enough science. It's like the bare core minimum requirement of science. And it's just enough for them to be uh, skeptical of God, for one thing. Uh, but for another, that really makes them vulnerable to this whole climate change nonsense because they, of their lack of understanding, of just a little bit deeper understanding of science, chemistry, you know, molecular chemistry and things like that. You know, when I took environmental science, I had to take a lot of organic, inorganic chemistry, inorganic soil contaminants, a lot of chemistry. And I quickly came to the conclusion that there's no way that a big bang all of a sudden created all of this. Uh, that God's hand was in this all the way. But it, I had an understanding now, so when I see Al Gore and his uh, hockey ship take uh, growth curve, I, I know that he's blowing smoke up my general direction, too. I could, but there's not enough science for your political science majors to understand what they're even legislating right now. I don't even uh, think they need to have... Sorry, I don't even think they need to have... I'm sorry. I, I I don't think they even need to have these political or these these degrees these educations. I'm enough to remember when I was a child, 
in elementary school being taught that paper grocery bags were the cause of deforestation of the Amazon and that plastic bags were going to save the planet. And now I just went to like the trendiest grocery store in my town last week. And they completely did away with plastic bags and they've gone back to paper. Well, you know, when they did did that, they changed the uh, way because all the policies and regulations made the production of these things change. And like they did with wires in our cars and piping in our home, they started incorporating uh, cheap vegetable oil and things that were biodegradable. So these bags, these horrible plastic bags, actually photodegrade and biodegrade in no time at all. So, you know, that whole thing. Yeah, if you lay them out in your backyard. But let's face it, nothing biodegrades in a landfill. It gets buried in in an uh, oxygen-deprived environment. Land, nothing biodegrades in a landfill because nothing can live in a landfill. So it's all marketing. I'm not biodegradable bag. Yeah, I mean, out in the environment, you know, it, it's a different story. But you're right. In a yeah. landfill situation, it goes anaerobic quick, and you get partial decomposition unless it leaks out into the environment. And then, you know, once the aerobic things get working on it, uh, that all changes. But, yeah, the, the real environmentalism requires a little bit deeper understanding of some of the basics. You know, you, you bring up, a, you know, aerobic and anaerobic environments. You know, that can influence a lot of things in life that government is now regulating. Um, you know, climate, understanding how heat and temperature has moved around the planet. Uh, the, the greater cycles that exist over thousands of years. Mm-hmm. Um, here in the Northeast, I could take somebody, uh, go find someone with a backhoe and dig a 10-foot hole, and I can show them what the glaciers laid down here the last time they came through. You know, I had a mile of ice over my head at one point, right where I'm sitting now, and it'll happen again. Um, but people don't understand that. Climate change is real. But if we address it in that in a proper aspect, we we've got to be thinking about long term. What can we do to move agriculture to to the temperate zones? Because there's big parts of the country we're not going to be able to use. Um, I mean, there's a literally a mountain of trash swirling around out in the ocean. You know, could that be netted, pulled together, and terraformed into a, literally? Floating farms, could we move and float agriculture on the sea? I I, I mean, get people thinking outside of the box and how, you know, 5,000 years from now, when the climate is drastically different, how are we going to cope? You know, science and entrepreneurs and the free market will, will handle this as organic pressures come upon us for everything from agriculture to building to whatever. Well, I don't think anybody can argue that climate change doesn't exist because, I mean, you you go to any desert down on the planet and you can find fossils of sea life. And like you said, you can dig a hole 10 feet deep and you can see what the glaciers laid down. Like, I live right outside Penn State. And you can, you know, every every spring you see the 
the new Penn State students on the side of the highway where, you know, where the highway was cut through a mountain, studying the layers of rock that were cut through. Climate change yeah. is real. Climate change takes thousands of years. Climate change happened long before mankind was here. It will happen long after mankind is gone. So, yeah. well, so one of the parallels that exists, if you look at other uh, civilizations and societies as they came into power, you know, the Mayans and so on and so forth, all societies that thrived and grew happened during the warming period. And every single time there was a collapse, it happened during the cooling period. You know, that that's a big lesson that we should take is that we've got to, uh, and, and like I said, natural pressures will happen over time. Government's just trying to cut the you know, the time frame down so that they can gain control in the process. Okay, they just want money. Cause, yeah. Because somehow taking more of my money to spend on projects that may or may not ever work at all is going to fix the problem. That's That's the part that frustrates people and pisses people off. You know, I have... LED light bulbs. My entire house is LED light bulbs. I didn't do that because the government forced me to do it. I did it because the light bulbs got cheap enough that it was cost effective. Yeah. Yeah, you don't have to force a good idea. Right. Government needs to stay the frick out of it and let the markets decide. Had the government 30, 40, 50 years ago said that, hey, car manufacturers... Um, you've got to get your 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 emissions below X per hundred miles traveled, and just let the car designers and engineers and everybody else in the car industry figure out how to get to that standard. We'd probably have much better cars now. But instead, probably. the government says you have to get X number of miles per gallon. You've got to cut your emissions by this, this, and this, and this, and you've got to use this device and this device and this device and this device and this device, all of which rob the car of economy. Yeah. Yeah, they don't want that. I know two people personally. One of them was my grandfather's childhood friend uh, where the government bought him out. He he was a, a, he didn't get out of the seventh grade, I don't think, but he was a mechanical genius, this guy. And, you know, he had cars back then in the day that were getting the mileage of motorcycles, for crying out loud. And they came right in and bought him out and, and, you know, gagged him, basically, bought his idea and sat on it. So they don't want that. They want control. Initially, they wanted to be able to control the throttle, you know, the tap, to keep prices as high as possible and make as much money off from oil as they can. But now it's become a control mechanism is they shift everybody, you know, through artificial scarcity. They raise the prices of things uh, so that people shift to to electric vehicles, and this is just a means of control. Uh, I mean, they can just be shut off now. Yeah, but what what the government doesn't seem to understand is we, the people, will willingly and happily buy electric vehicles when electric vehicles are competitive. Yeah. They're not competitive right now. Agree. And, you know, like, yep. I don't have a garage. Where am I going to plug it in? You know, I live downtown, and it's street parking. 
You think I'm going to put a charging station out front of my house where anybody and their brother can walk by and plug into it? No. Yeah. So it's not a good option for me. Yeah, my brother-in-law bought one of those, and every time he runs to bring his kid to school or run a quick errand, he runs right back. He there's only one place he can park on his whole property, and that's where he put in a umbilical plug-in. He can go forty miles, uh, and you know what a horrible thing it is. In the price of them, it is just it's cost prohibitive uh, to buy them right now. Your average person, and you're exactly right is that if people that were the inventors and the entrepreneurs of electrical vehicles looked at this as a hurdle that needed to be overcome, they would continue on their own, funding their own research to make it so that batteries charge quicker and went longer, and you wouldn't need the government to force it. You just need competition. That's always brought the greatest quality in price control to us, we the people, is when governments removed all the obstructions prevented monopolies and allowed good, healthy competition between, in this case, oil and electric, um, let them compete. And exactly. they'll come out with the best product and we'll get the best price for it. Yeah. You know, 100, 120, 100 years ago, 120 years ago, something like that, there were electric cars then. And the yeah. gasoline engine beat out the electric vehicle back then. Technology's yeah. changed. Maybe the electric car will win this time. But you were right earlier when you said it's all about control. It has nothing to do with the environment. It's about yeah, control. When, they they want to control what you buy. When you look at some of the physical barriers that are involved here, you do see that there's uh, an underlying agenda, and that is that there's simply not enough raw material to take, even if every single person right now driving to and from work and to and from grandma's house said, I'll take one of your electric vehicles, there's not enough raw material to make those batteries, let alone the grid capacity to charge them. So we know there's not, they really don't want all of us in electric vehicles. They want to select few and the rest of us, well, we're going to be taking bicycles and public transportation uh, because we're going to be living in one of their new 15-minute cities. That's their <laughs> well, look, look at what California did. You know, California passes this uh, the 2025. They're they're banning gasoline engines in 2030. Whatever year it was, they passed this big law where they're they're eliminating the gasoline engine. The I swear to God, it was the very next week. The governor was on TV begging people not to plug in their electric vehicle because the grid was straight. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and look at what that, that they, they have no idea how that's going to ripple through their economy. There's a lot of people out there, snooty, rich people who don't mow their own lawn. They hire landscapers. I don't mm-hmm. know of a single landscaper who's going to be able to carry a backpack floor with a battery pack big enough to get them through the day that they're going to be able to lift off the ground or weed whackers or lawnmowers. Uh, you know, almost everything that has to do with routine maintenance of our streets and yards requires it. Yeah. They don't, they don't care. They don't take that into account. They, they think that you're going to be able to just put, strap a solar panel to your back and that'll be enough <laughs> to run everything. Yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah, I'm all they, for solar energy. Solar energy is great, but it's not 100% reliable, and it's too expensive so far. I'm I'm looking yeah, to get I one like of them, them solar backup generator things, but I'm not putting solar panels on my house. I think the solution really is to cob together what works for you where you're at. Exactly. You know, people down south and compared oh. to up here. But one thing I did know, I come from a background of almost two decades in conservation at the local level. And the federal regulations on moving water is unbelievable. And there's no reason that we shouldn't have turbines lining a lot of the rivers and streams through. I mean, all the big cities have rivers running right through them. And this mm-hmm. is another technology, not unlike uh, those that are inventors of ga- uh, electric cars, those that are inventors of turbines, you know, but the environmentalists got in the way. You know, the uh, ones that have been politicized and weaponized, you know, you're going to hurt the, the fairy shrimp if you put a turbine in this river um, is ridiculous. If we cob that together at all of our rivers generating power for us, if you live in a section of town where the wind is good, use it. You know, right. even at the local but level. What but you're, that what would you're talking good. about is federalism. Yeah. What you're talking about is allowing every state or town to decide how to do it themselves. And that doesn't work for, for the tyrannical government that we got trying to shove everything to us from, uh, from above. Right. Dave, greatly appreciate your phone call. I hear music, which means we're just about out of time. All right. Thanks. Have a great show. Thank you for taking my call. Thanks for calling. If you're listening live on Republic Broadcasting Network, stay tuned for Edge of Darkness with Jeffrey Bennett. Thanks to our guests for joining us for this evening. Thank you, Mike, my producer, who could do the show without you. Thank you most of all, my listeners and callers. You're why we do this show. Until next week, protect your liberties. Once they're gone, there's no getting them back. God bless America. We must take America back. We must take America back. If you call yourself a conservative, I have a question for you. What are you trying to conserve? The $29 trillion national debt? and the continued out-of-control spending, the status quo of a bloated and corrupt federal government, the deterioration of a moral society. Become a constitutionalist. Conserve the unalienable rights of we the people and the document that is supposed to restrict our government and protect our rights. Support the Constitution Party, the only nationally recognized political party that stands for the founding principles of the U.S. Constitution. Every point of the Constitution Party platform is tied directly to that founding document which made the United States a great nation. Learn more, join, and support the Constitution Party at ConstitutionParty.com or your state's Constitution Party website. Meal delivery kits are very convenient, but man, are they expensive. And that's where every plate comes in. Every plate is only $4.99 a portion. If you go to liberty-lighthouse.com slash everyplate, I'll get you a great introductory offer, knocking that first box down to $1.79 a portion, and then $3.99 a portion for the next two boxes, saving you $62 just for trying 
every plate. That's liberty-lighthouse.com slash every plate. The next time you're looking for audio equipment, I want you to think M-A-O-N-O. That's right, mayono.com is quality audio equipment at affordable prices. The Mayono Caster that I use for all of my broadcasting is one-third of the price of the more famous alternative on the market. Microphones, stands, cables, headphones, audio interface equipment, all at mayono.com and use the code LIGHTHOUSE. That's the code LIGHTHOUSE at mayono.com. Mike Lindell did it again with MyStore.com. MyStore.com is where you can go to find American-made products from American companies started by American entrepreneurs. Use the code LIGHTHOUSE at MyStore.com to support Mike Lindell, American entrepreneurs, and this program. That code again is LIGHTHOUSE at MyStore.com. Hello, I'm political commentator Peter Serrett. I entered the political world by writing a short book titled Progress, Really? Progress, Really? is a short book, one man's view of social progress in his own lifetime. A common sense observation designed to make you ask yourself, when does progress stop being progress? Order your copy for less than $10 wherever books are sold or at liberty-lighthouse.com books. was the night before Christmas, the kids snuggled asleep in their beds when you heard a loud rumble like Santa and his sled. So you went downstairs to take a peek, get a look. You were confronted by this creep, a crook. He drew his weapon, but you fired first. And now this creep could take all your worth. Secure your family with Right to Bear Insurance. Plans start at $10.95 a month with civil and criminal defense coverage options up to $2 million. Visit liberty-lighthouse.com slash right to bear to learn more or to sign up and start protecting what have now. At Romika Designs, we're more than just a laser engraving and specialty design company, much more. I'm Ron Phillips, co-owner of Romika Designs, and we're honored to work with our affiliates like Liberty Lighthouse to bring you professional laser engraving and customization. Great for one-of-a-kind gifts, home decor, business and specialty items, or personalized and logo designs created just for you or your company. Allow Romika Designs and Liberty Lighthouse to become your go-to gift and specialty project partner. Romika Designs can help make your ideas a reality. We're ready to help you design and create that special gift for any occasion or engrave your personal or business logo on just about any product. All you have to do is simply email us with your ideas. We specialize in custom design and we'd be honored to have the opportunity to discuss it with you. Visit us on the web at romicadesigns.com and use promo code LIGHTHOUSE during checkout to support Liberty Lighthouse with Peter Serafine. I'm Peter Serafine and So Simple Even a Politician Can Understand is my latest book. It is a book of simple ideas that would go a long way towards fixing some pretty big problems in our government. It is an easy-to-read short book that uses common sense, something seriously lacking in our government. Order your copy for less than $10 wherever books are sold or at liberty-lighthouse.com books.